Hey everyone, this is Jim. You're listening to the Faith Tested by Fire podcast. And today I want to talk about faith in God versus faith in your faith. Okay, welcome back. Thanks for being here. And uh, as I said, I want to talk about faith in God versus faith in your faith. So when I first learned about Jesus being the same yesterday, today, and forever, as it says in the Bible, that he never changes. And uh, I, I learned about these things. Let me give you one of the scripture verses. Let me, let's take a look at this quickly. There were many scripture verses that I looked at, that proved that God never changes, that Jesus never changes, that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But when you actually see it in action here in the Bible, then you begin to see it from a perspective of somebody else isn't just telling you and you're believing them because, well, they, they sound good or they sound confident or they have a, um, a degree right? They got their, their doctorate in divinity degree or anything else. I mean, there's a lot of things that we base our beliefs on and those things are not based on what we've examined for ourselves, but on other people's findings. So you need to learn how to read the Bible for yourself and believe it for yourself because you see it. You see it for yourself, a certain truth in there, and you begin to apply it to your life. And that's between you and God. It's not a religion. In other words, a religion is a form. You do this certain form and you do it and your heart's not always in it. Like maybe going to church on Sunday or certain times of the year you observe certain um, holidays or whatever. And you think you're a good person because you do those things. And it's, but it's really religion. Your heart's on it. There's no life-changing power there. So in Acts chapter 3, uh, verse number 1, it talks about when Peter and John were uh, walking by the temple, and there was a man there who was lame. And Peter looked at him, and he says in verse 6, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give thee in the name of Jesus Christ or of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he took a step of faith, and a miracle happened. And it says in verse number 9, all the people saw him walking and praising God. All these people, they were just uh, amazed at what they saw. And when Peter saw it, the people were looking at them now because a miracle had happened. He answered the people and said, You men of Israel, why marvel at this or look so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we made this man walk? So notice the words there. It's not by our own power or holiness. So you know that Jesus said to pray a certain way. He taught praying a certain way. He taught believing when you pray. He taught using his name to move mountains. Mark eleven twenty three, Mark eleven twenty four. You can see examples of Jesus teaching faith and teaching prayer. Luke eighteen one says to never give up. 
We should always pray. We should always believe and not faint and give up. But as you start doing these things and becoming involved in them, you can make a shift in your heart where you start working towards receiving whatever it is you need from God. In other words, you st- it feels like you're working in your own power or your own holiness. So here's the thing. Your own power, your own holiness will never be good enough to receive a miracle from God. The Bible says that our own righteousness is like a filthy rag. And just because you're a believer, just because you're forgiven, it doesn't mean that you don't sin anymore because you do. It doesn't mean that you don't have weaknesses anymore. Even the Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 7 that the thing that he wants to do, he doesn't find himself doing. And the thing that he does want to do, that he's not doing. So he said that when he does the things that he really doesn't want to do, it's no longer him that doing it, that's doing it, but the sin that dwells in him. So then it goes on to say there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ um, in Romans chapter 8, verse number 1. So you can make, you can put yourself in a position where it feels like you are powerless or you're not righteous enough. And that all these things are keeping you from God's best in your life. You don't have enough power. You don't have enough holiness. But it says right here in Acts chapter 3, why are you marveling or looking at us so earnestly at us? You know, people are still doing that today. They hear about somebody who prays and a miracle happens and they look at that person. Or you hear about somebody that received a mighty miracle. Maybe they were healed of cancer or something. And so... You go to them hoping that some of that will rub off of them onto you or somebody else who has a has a need. So men will always look at other men. But Peter here straightened them out and said what, what it was that caused the miracle to happen. It wasn't their own power. It wasn't their own holiness. Verse number 12, it says, they, he said in verse number 16, it says, and his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong. So what happened there? What happened was Peter had faith in Jesus Christ who was risen from the dead. He had faith in the authority in that name. Matter of fact, Jesus actually said back in John's gospel, and he was there firsthand to hear it, the 13th verse, let's start in the 12th verse, Peter was listening to Jesus, and Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believes on me the works that I do, he shall do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. So, that's not talking about prayer right there. That's talking about using the name of of Jesus. And so after hearing that, when we look into the um, book of Acts, what did Peter do? He said to the man who was lame, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he did what Jesus said to do In John chapter 14, 
He used Jesus' name. And what happened? Did he heal the man, Peter? No. Jesus healed the man. Jesus said, if you ask in my name, if you ask anything, one of the, word, one of the um, translations says, if you demand in my name. So he demanded this man rise up and walk in the name of Jesus. So you can see it's not by our own power and it's not by our own holiness. So get that out of your mind. Read Acts chapter 3 verse 12 over and over and over again if you feel discouraged. Because when you're praying, whether you're praying for somebody else or you're praying for yourself, it's not going to be by your own power or holiness that you're going to receive miracles from God. It's by faith in the name of Jesus. It's, let, let, let's take it a step further and, and get to the point here. As long as you focus on your faith, as long as you concentrate on whether you're believing or not, you're going to always be aware or always be self-conscious of your own lack of ability and your own lack of, let's say, holiness. I'm just using the scriptures here from Acts chapter 12. As long as you focus on your own believing, your own faith, as long as you focus on yourself, you're always going to feel a sense of powerlessness or not enough power. And then you're going to sense a lack of holiness, like maybe God isn't manifesting himself because you're, you're not walking in complete holiness. And you'll never do those things. Let's go on a, a little bit further to another scripture to prove out this point. Okay, uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 8. It says, For grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, meaning not of your personal power or your personal holiness, lest any man boast. So per if your personal power or your personal holiness can't save you, then what makes you think that your own personal power or holiness can put you in a place where you can receive miracles from God or even simple answers to prayer? Again, look at the second chapter of the book of Ephesians, verse number eight, for by grace you are saved. It doesn't say for by faith you are saved. It says for by grace, you are, the grace does the saving. In other words, not the faith. The grace just comes through the faith and the faith focuses on God. It says it's not of yourselves. For by grace, we can say, you receive healing through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Look at your faith as like a pair of binoculars. And you take those binoculars and you look at God in as much detail and as much focus as possible. Faith points towards God. Faith looks at the faithfulness of God. Faith looks at the promise of God. Faith doesn't look at itself. So, when things don't go the way we think they should go, the devil comes immediately. It says that in Mark chapter 4. The devil comes immediately 
and tries to use lies to move you away from the truth so that you don't have fruit in your life. So you don't have results, in other words. You don't see results from anything that you're doing. Because you keep trying to fix yourself. And you can't fix yourself. You need a new man in Christ Jesus, according to the Bible. And that's something that's already been done. You're not really conscious of it sometimes because you're so conscious of your outward self. You're so conscious of the natural man. But it says, for by grace you are saved through faith and not of your... It's a gift, in other words. And everything that you get from God has to be received as a gift. Because if you boast, then you're back to works again. And this happened to the early church, and it's still happening today. If you look at the book of Ephesians, um, Paul actually puts it this way. Let's look at the... um, I believe it's the third chapter. Okay, Galatians chapter 3, verse number 1. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth crucified among you? This only would I learn of you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish, having begun in the spirit, you are now made perfect by the flesh? And you see, you see this happening over and over and over again. People fast several hours because they think that if they do their time, then God will reward them with a miracle. But the difference between somebody who's doing it in faith and somebody who's doing it out of works is as far as a difference as the East is from the West. When God puts something on your heart and you do it, it doesn't take a lot of effort to do it. In other words, you have peace inside. You're not trying to move mountains in your own strength. You're not trying to prove your own holiness. You're focusing on God until you get to the point where you can't see yourself anymore. As long as you can see yourself and your own shortcomings, you have room for fear to enter in. But when you can't see yourself anymore because you're focusing on God, when all your attention, all your energy is looking up and looking to what God promised in his word, when all you're talking about is the solution and you stop focusing on talking about the problem, then things start changing. So I can go into many scripture verses which tell you what to do. And you can go and do those things, but... Let me tell you, there's a great difference between looking to God sincerely from the heart as you go through these different things, as you go through your time in prayer, instead of just doing some kind of exercise where you're talking in the air, where you know in your heart that if you appeared before God tonight, he would not be able to tell you that you were insincere when you asked and made certain requests. He You will not be able, you know in your heart that if you stood before God tonight, he would not be able to say to you that you did not sincerely desire an answer to those prayers, that you were not sincerely looking to him from the heart. It actually says in the book of Daniel, when Daniel prayed and the answer was delayed by a spirit being, When he finally broke through, when the archangel Michael came to um, help him bring the answer to Daniel, 
I think that's probably about Daniel chapter 10. Um, but he says, Daniel, actually here it is, Daniel 10 verse 11. Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to thee. And then in the 12th verse, he says, oops, I just lost my place here. Let me get back there quickly. Okay, Daniel chapter 10, um, verse 12. He said, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I have come for thy words. So, notice what's said there. From the first day that you did two things. Number one, you set your heart to understand. And number two, to chasten yourself before God. What does that mean? That means Daniel let God be God. You know, there's a lot of things that you can do to help yourself as we go through life's problems and life's challenges. But then you get to a point where you've done everything you can and there's really nothing more that you can do to help yourself any further. I believe you should do what you know to do to help yourself. And I don't blame anybody for not doing certain things that other people do. For example, um, some people put the, too much trust in technology, put too much trust in the expertise of man instead of putting it in God. And if you don't want to go that way and you want to trust God 100%, then I, I totally feel where you're at. And there's been people um, from the very beginning who've believed God and received the miraculous without any natural help at all. If you go that way, that's your choice to do, and God will reward you for it. Um, if you feel that you know you need some basic help in the natural, just ask for it. Because everybody's situation is different. We're all in different places. But no matter where you're at in life and no matter where you are at relative to the challenge that you're currently facing, I encourage you to do two things. Do what Daniel did. Set your heart to understand. In other words, understand God. Understand the love of God. Understand the power of God. Understand that God never changes. Understand that God's no respecter of persons. And understand that God wants to help you more than you want to even be helped. Understand that and absorb that. And to chasten yourself before God. In other words, let God be God for you. Don't try to be your own God. Be honest before God and focus on God and choose to believe. Now, the other way, which I've seen a lot of people do, is they buy books about faith and they buy books about prayer. And there's nothing wrong with that as a starting place. But some people never graduate from that position. That's a place to start, not a place to finish. Right? When, you, when you're in life and you graduate from school, uh, all things being equal, you don't go back again to sit in a classroom again. Maybe here and there, but the thing is, you're never going to be in high school again, right? You're done with that. You're never going to be in college again. You've moved on from that. You don't go back in life. You go forward. You don't look back. So regardless of, of how things were in the past, this is a, a different day. And the Bible says we go from faith to faith. Make the decision that, you know, you're going to know God for yourself instead of knowing him through somebody else. You're going to experience God 
for yourself instead of just reading a book, seeing what somebody else experienced, and then trying to mimic that, hoping to get the same result in your life. You know, that happened in the book of Acts, where it says the sons of Sceva saw Paul and other believers casting out demons, and they went and tried to do the same thing. They mimicked what they saw true believers doing, and it backfired on them. The demons said that they didn't even know. They knew Paul and they knew Jesus, but they didn't know them, right? So you just can't mimic somebody else's faith. You can't mimic somebody else's experience and think that if you do that, if you walk in somebody else's footsteps, that it'll work for you. Maybe it will the first and the second time, but after that, you have to move on and you have to learn to look to God directly for yourself. There's only one priest One high priest, according to the Bible, that stands between you and God, and that's Jesus. So the point is, you can go wrong and get off into a ditch focusing on a lot of different things. There have been people who have done it on the topic of baptism. There have been people who have done it on the topic of healing and miracles. There have been people that have done it on the topic of the end times, where that's all people talk about and the rest of the Bible disappears and their whole Christian experience is based on one topic. But you can never go wrong by focusing your attention on God the Father and on the Lord Jesus Christ. You can never magnify them enough because they are the head, we are the body. And the Bible says that if you believe God, Jesus said that he and the Father would come and would live with you and would never leave you, that they would be with you always. And the Bible says nothing can separate you from the love of God, not even your own sins, not even your own inconsistency. So I'm encouraging you today. I'm one of the people that talk about the principles of faith and believing and being persistent a lot. And lately, I thought and felt impressed that it was important to tell you and to tell other people to take what you learn and look to God not to just the principles, not to just the teaching, not to just the method. If you look to God and focus on Jesus, you will naturally do the things that you need to do to receive from God because, and I I believe this 100%, God's spirit who's in you will cause you to do the right things. The Bible says that he is in us, causing us both to will and to do his good pleasure. So, That's it for today. Just a quick word of encouragement. God is working in you today. God wants you to look to him. God wants you to believe him. God wants you to put your trust in him, not into your understanding or not into the knowledge that you've acquired or not into an experience that somebody else had. God wants you to look to him for yourself. God wants you to believe and trust in the name of Jesus as you look to him for yourself. God wants you to believe in miracles because the miracles do not come from your own power or your own holiness. They come because you trust in him and because you take a step forward without looking back. Okay, so that's all I have for you today. Thanks again for listening. For more information, feel free to visit the main website at www.faithtestedbyfire. That address again is www.faithtestedbyfire.com. 
See you the next time.